Hello, welcome back to another episode. HFT bets. Uh, we had a lot of college football today, and tomorrow we have a lot of NFL. So we're going to be talking NFL Week One. If you've been following on HFT bets on Twitter, um, we have started putting all of the bets on BetStamp to make them public and keep a record of them, keep track of them. And it's been going really well so far. Uh, we're 100% on UFC at the moment. Uh, that's going on tonight. Had a huge win with an upset. Uh, Johnny Walker money line uh, to win the fight. And also had the over or the under on those rounds. He submitted in the first round. And uh, we've been doing college football. But tomorrow and we'll finally be able to have the full slate of NFL. We had the Bills-Rams. I posted the under on thursday and so that hit really well good off to a good start we'll look at the games this week and talk about some picks but we'll start with some overall uh analysis go through each individual game and talk a little bit about it and that will be uh it for the episode first game tomorrow is the uh, patriots and dolphins it's a really good game. Uh, a lot of people think that this is going to be a boring one, but I think that the AFC East is probably the second best conference outside of the AFC West. Um, I do think that the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Bills all elevate to a level that um, even the Jets, while they aren't good at all, um, don't bring down the whole division. Uh, so I think that this game will be interesting. The Dolphins are favored by three and a half right now. Uh, the over under 46 points. This could be a defensive route. I think 46 is a fairly good, uh, fairly fairly good line. So um, I'm actually going to give out Patriots money line. Am I a Patriots fan? Yes, but that does not affect how I bet these games because I think. The Patriots, people forget how well they were last season. Um, and Mac Jones has gotten so much better in the offseason. I really think the only reason the, the Dolphins are favored here, um, I'm surprised they're not favored by more, honestly. Um, a lot of people are very excited about the Tyree Kill pick. People think that this Mike McDaniels guy is just an absolute genius. People are really, really high on, on Tua now. Um, the defense is really good. They had a lot of offseason off movement. It's at home. Patriots never win in Miami. Um, I, I think that this spread is actually telling you that the New England Patriots are back and that they're going to win this game. Um, the Dolphins at home always win this game and are looking really strong right now. Um, so definitely take the Patriots money line. Um, they still are a fantastic team. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to blow out the Dolphins. It's probably going to be a close game. Um, but I think the Patriots defense is still very, very good. Um, and they're built to win these kind of games. So I'm going to go with the Patriots' money line against the Dolphins. So there's some value there. Next game, Eagles and Lions. Uh, this is really this will be an interesting game to see how the, the Lions can fare uh, after, if you've been watching Hard Knocks, after what was a rough preseason, in my opinion. Um, Eagles' 5.5-point favorites going into Detroit over under 48 and a half. I really don't think that the spread is the move here. Um, as much as I would love for the Lions to win this game, um, I'm a big Dan Campbell guy. 
I don't know that I can confidently say they'll get things right uh, coming out the gate. So I'll I'll take the under on this. I think the under is the best move. Both these teams have fairly good defenses. Last time they played last year, um, I believe the Eagles destroyed them. It might have been like 44 to seven or something like that. Um, so I, I think that the Eagles do have an upper hand against Detroit. However, um, I think the under 48 and a half is a good play here. If the Eagles are able to just destroy the Lions, it's going to be on the defensive side. Um, and the Lions' defense is they're a very, very gritty, uh, tough team, no pun intended. That's obviously what the, uh, the Lions' deal is, is all about being gritty. So um, I'll, I'll take the under 48 and a half. The next is the Indianapolis Colts, Houston Texans. Um, I don't believe that I'm going to hand out a pick on this one, uh, but it will be very interesting to see. The Colts are currently favored by seven points. I would think it would be a lot more given what people are saying about the Texans and the, and the management problems they're having, uh, the fact that Davis Mills is still their quarterback, um, the fact that everyone is really high on the Indianapolis Colts. I'm surprised they're not double-digit favorites here. Um, so that makes me think uh, that there's something else going on here. Um, not going to give any sort of picks on this game, but uh, I think it's definitely a game to keep an eye out to see if the Texans will have life in them over the season. If they can keep this game anywhere close, I think we might see that there will be kind of upsetters of other people's seasons, not necessarily going to the playoffs themselves, but they might prevent some other teams from going to the playoffs um, and, and play kind of a villain role in that sense. Next game, Cleveland Browns and Carolina Panthers. This is actually the game I'm most excited about. Um, I'm really intrigued to see if uh, Baker Mayfield will be as good. Uh, he's back from surgery. He is playing against his former team. Uh, the Browns don't have Deshaun Watson, so we have to see what they're going to put up for the next 11 weeks. Um, and I, I think that it's a pick 'em over under 42 and a half. These two teams are are touted for their defenses. If you remember last year, the Browns uh, were very well known for their defense. You have Miles Garrett, absolute beast. Um, but the Panthers were a silent killer on defense. They were undefeated for the first three four games last year um, and held people to no points they had the second best defense um, one of the best rush defenses which will be interesting to see against Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt on the Browns so I think that the move here is the under 42 and a half I think a lot of people are going to uh, assume that Baker is going to come out slinging the rock and uh, you know might you know the Panthers themselves can score 30 points I don't think that's going to be the case I think it's going to be a slow start for these offenses um, particularly when their defenses are as solid as can be. I'm going to take the under 42 and a half. I know that's uh, three unders I've taken so far this week, um, but I promise there will be some oversprinkled in there. Next game is the 49ers and the Chicago Bears. Um, I, I don't know what to think of this because I thought Jimmy G was going to get the spot. I didn't think that Trey Lance was going to be starting. Now that Trey Lance is the official starter, um, I, I have to watch this game before uh, I can get a really good feel as to how the San Francisco team is going to do. I think in general the Bears are, are just so bad that the, the, the San Francisco 49ers minus 6.5 will still be my pick. 
um, because worst comes to worst, they pull Trey Lance out, put somebody, you know, put Jimmy back in. I think they win by easily double digits if Jimmy G is playing. Um, but I think they're going to try to put Trey Lance in the spotlight. They did, you know, that's. I mean, that was their pick that they basically traded up for, and and you know, did a, had a poor season for. So really, if Trey Lance isn't the guy, you just got to start questioning whether Shanahan is really that good. So I'm going to take the 49ers minus six and a half. I think they probably know what they're doing. Um, and I will not give a pick on the over-under, but uh, I do have a pick for that. I have picks for some of these other games that I'm not talking about or the sides I'm not talking about, um, which you can get if you contribute to the Patreon and reach out and interact with the podcast. Next game is the Jaguars and Commanders. Commanders favored by three over under 44. I think that the Jaguars are finally going to break through. Um, I'm not high on the Commanders. I've never really been a Carson Wentz guy. Um, he had one really good season, and that's about it. Um, we saw that they barely didn't make the playoffs last year uh, when he was with the Colts. The Commanders have a weird team because their defense at really one point was you know, one of the best in the league. Everyone has been just so high on Chase Young. He's been injured. He's not been playing. I don't know what to make of this Commanders team. I'm not a Ron Rivera guy either. I don't think he's all that good of a coach uh, in comparison to some of these other guys in the league. So at the end of the day, I think I think Doug Peterson's a better coach. And I think he will have this Jaguars team ready to go. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, while not impressive last year, uh, does still have the potential in him to uh, be a solid pocket passer. Um, he now has Travis Etienne in his back pocket that he can now use the chemistry that he came in with when they both went to the Jaguars. Um, we'll see whether or not this is going to be an, a, a good combo going forward. Um, so I'm going to take the Jaguars money line here. Three-point underdogs, I'm going to take a money line. I think that a lot of these games, these lines are all very close and and these teams that are playing are very uh i think that there's a lot there's gonna be a lot of upsets here because there's there all these lines are so close there's gonna be a lot of people who are favored by three that lose i think that that's a fair fair way that this works i mean it's it's gonna be the parody in this season is just insane which make it a lot more interesting of a season for sure a lot of teams look really good a lot of teams you know we'll see our frauds uh, the next game is going to be the Steelers and the Bengals. Bengals favored by seven right now. Um, I'm going to take the Steelers uh, at plus seven. I think this is a very, very easy pick. Um, they, you know, the reigning Super Bowl champ or Super Bowl team from the AFC, so AFC champions uh, in the Bengals. Not that they're not a good team, but I think they they will struggle to blow out the Steelers when the Steelers do have, in my opinion, the second best, if not the best, defense in the league. Uh, with T.J. Watt, probably the best defensive player in the league. I know a lot of people think that's Aaron Donald. I think that's arguable. But um, the Steelers are a well-coached team, a very, very tough team to play. Um, I like them in this game. I like the Steelers plus seven a lot. I think the the under 44, I'm going to give out both picks this time. The under 44 and a half is also a really good play here. Um, I can see this being like last season where the Steelers don't score too much. 
um, but they're able to keep these games close and win games by scoring less than 20 points. I could see this being a you know a 19-16, a 19, uh, uh, you know a 19-14 kind of game. Um, whether that is the Steelers winning or the Bengals winning doesn't really matter because in both those cases the points hit. Um, but I'm going to take the Steelers and the under the next game. Oh, I'm, I actually am high on Mitch Trubisky. I think Mitch Trubisky got a really bad uh, a really bad rep considering he was being coached by possibly the worst coach on the planet, Matt Nagy, and uh, had Ryan Pace as an offensive coordinator. I, I really don't believe that Mitch Trubisky got a fair shot when he was uh, back up at the Bills behind Josh Allen during the preseason. He scored like five st- I, I scored like seven touchdowns in one game. Uh, and they knew that he was the guy who's going to be the main backup. Um, I'm really happy that the Steelers took a chance on him. I think that Mitch is really good. People forget he had a 13-3 and season with the Bears um, in his, I think, second season maybe. Um, and they went to the playoffs, lost in the double-doink game. Um, I, I, I think he's really good. They almost, the Bears, when they went to the Super or the playoffs against the Saints in the wild card game, they looked really good in that first half. Kinnett dropped a giant pass. Mitch Trubisky threw like a 40 yard dime. And if Kinnett catches that pass, I, I truly believe they beat the Saints. The Saints went to the, to the NFC Championship that year. Um, so I, I think that Mitch Trubisky might, might surprise a lot of people. Next game, the Ravens and the Jets. Um, I like the Jets plus seven here against the Ravens. I think the Ravens have a lot of things they still need to figure out. Uh, I know Lamar Jackson hasn't really figured out the contract situation. Joe Flacco will be starting against the Ravens, going against his old team. Um, I, I think that Joe Flacco has proven he's still a consistent quarterback. I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying he's elite. But I am saying that he has the ability to go up against his old team and throw a couple dimes and cover the seven here. Um, I like the Jets here. I think that their defense is fairly decent, uh, and the Ravens might might need, might start off a little slow here. So they may be the preseason champions, but they're not the regular season champions. Um, so I'm going to take Ravens there. As for the over-under, it's 44.5, and I will not be giving that out. Next game, New Orleans Saints and Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I have the Saints favored by five and a half. Um, this is going to be an interesting game. I, I think that the Saints and Falcons both have the same problem, and that is they they are shy a decent quarterback. Um, I think Jameis could be good. We'll see how it plays out now that he's had eye surgery, now that he's um, had a full season learning the Saints' offense. Jameis is going to be the only hope that the Saints have because Taysom Hill was a terrible experiment that did not work at all. And um, I think... I'm trying to think of who their uh, backup is, but um, so yeah, it's Trevor Simeon, I think. It might be Trevor Simeon, and if it's that, if, if it's still Trevor Simeon, then they're screwed. So I'm gonna take uh, Jameis, hopefully as a decent quarterback. I think that the line makes a little sense, whereas the Falcons are working with Marcus Mariota. We already know how he is. Um, just an absolute wash. Has not been good since he played for Oregon. I mean, he had one season where he did decent with the Titans, but um, he sucks. He sucks bad. 
I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Mariota has, you know, two, three turnovers in this game, and then they start putting Ritter out. Um, that's how that's how bad he is. Um, but the over-under is 43. I'm actually going to take the over on this one um, because I think that there's going to be so many just broken plays here, and I think we'll see a lot more on the offensive side of the ball that people think. Um, I know that's a small line. I'm going to regret this, but I think that there's enough talent there to where um, broken plays can be can lead to high-scoring uh, accidents. We'll call them that. So I think a lot... Because honestly, this should be a 39-point total, but it's a 43-point total. So I'm going to take the over here in a surprise uh, high-scoring game. Next one I've got is the, uh, you know what? I'm going to give up the side too. I'm going with the Saints. I think the Saints win this game by a touchdown. Um, their defense is just going to be better in general. Um, and I think that Jameis is the guy. So uh, at least the guy for now. Next one, Chiefs and Cardinals. Um, this will be an interesting game uh, to see how the Cardinals have handled some of their off-season problems. Uh, the Chiefs losing their main uh, wide receiver in Tyreek Hill, how they'll come back from that. Um, I've always thought that the Chiefs, even though they won the one Super Bowl, which they shouldn't have, it should have been the 49ers. Um, I think the Chiefs have been very overrated. Uh, people just always assume that they're the best. Now that that love has shifted to the Bills, um, and rightfully so. I mean, the Bills have just absolute studs uh, on their team, and I think that the Chiefs have lost their luster a little bit. Um, I know they're favored by six and a half here. They're the worst team ever when it comes to covering. Uh, so a lot of people like to tout how great they are and how dominant they are, but they don't cover games, which means they're either being way too... I mean, the hype is just way too much on them to where they're, they're not completing double-digit wins or, um, or their games are a lot closer than people think and that they're not as dominant as people think in general. And I think it's the latter. Now, the favorite here is six and a half, and the over-under right now is sitting at 40, uh, 54. I'm going to go with the over. I think that this is going to be a no-defense kind of game. I think this is going to be a 30, 30, we'll call it 33-30 kind of game, and the Cardinals will probably end up losing. I think they might be able to keep it close, but this is definitely a high-scoring game. It's in Arizona. Uh, I like that a lot more for the Cardinals. If it was in Kansas City, I would think that the Cardinals would would probably not be able to do well. Um, I think they'd fall under the pressure, but I think it's good for the Cardinals, at least, that they're starting at home here. So taking the over 54. The next one, I've got the Titans and Giants um, in Tennessee. Titans favored by 5.5. A uh, uh, total of 44 points. This is interesting. I mean, Titans have a really, you know, I mean, they, they've touted themselves as having the best running back in the game. Um, they lose some key pieces with A.J. Brown off the team. Uh, but the Giants are, are just awful. And the fact that Titans are only favored 5.5 here kind of has me concerned. I, I have the Titans under on the season for win totals. And I explained in the previous episode when I talked with Joe about how I don't think the Titans are going to be all that. I think that they're going to lose... They're not going to win the division again this year like they have in the past. Uh, I think that's probably going to go to the Colts. 
So the Titans are in a tough spot here, and the fact they're only favored by five and a half, I might have to give the Giants the points. I don't think the Giants are good at all. I could see this game being a th- three, three to seven game. I could very well see that. I don't think anybody's scoring points here. Um, it's probably not going to be that low, but it's probably going to be like a probably like a twenty to fourteen kind of game, if that. Um, maybe maybe like twenty to twenty to eighteen doesn't matter twenty to seventeen. Um, Trying to make the math work in my head, but I, I can see the Giants um, somehow keeping this somewhat close. So I'm going to take the Giants plus five and a half. Uh, Titans should be favored by nine points here. They're not. Uh, don't fall for the trap. This is a rat line. Take the Giants plus five and a half. I think that's going to be my lock because that line makes no sense. Speaking of lines that don't make any sense, the next game is the Packers and Vikings. Packers favored by one point. Uh, this line is moving very fast to the to the Vikings. I don't know what's going on. I mean, the Packers lose uh, Devontae Adams, and all of a sudden you're only a one-point favorite against the Minnesota Vikings, who working with a new coach, new system. That doesn't make sense to me. If Matt LaFleur is just such a genius and Aaron Rodgers is such a good quarterback, he wins the MVP and you're only favored by one point, there's something going on. Um, I don't know where the where the money is on the public. If people just thought Devontae Adams was that important or if there were some pieces that Minnesota acquired that were that important, I, I don't know. This game makes no sense to me because I you would think it's a rad line. You know, Packers should be favored by six points here. But they're not, so I'm gonna go with the Vikings. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the you know the Packers tend to start off slow. I'm gonna say that the Vikings win by like six points here. Uh, I, th- I I think that they're gonna win two two field goals. I think that's very reasonable. Um, so I'm gonna take the Vikings money line. I think you should as well. Uh, I will not be heading giving out the over under, um, but actually no. Scratch that. I am. I'm going to take the over 46 and a half. I think the Vikings might be able to score 30 points here. Uh, and the Packers will probably score some points. Probably score 20 points. Um, I think that the Vikings have obviously some talented players. you got Justin Jefferson. you got Dalvin Cook. Uh, Adam Thielen, who's really talented. Uh, the only problem is Kirk, Kirk Cousins. He is your biggest liability. So... Um, as long as he has a decent game, I think that the Vikings can score a lot of points here. A lot of people think the Packers' defense is just really good. I, I'm not seeing it. I, I, I didn't see it in the season last in last season either. For such a good team, you know, how did the Saints beat him 38 to three in Jameis's first game? He gets five touchdown passes. Jameis Winston. So I'll be interested to see how this works. Um, the next game, Raiders and Chargers. Uh, Chargers favored by three and a half. This is in LA, and this is a basically pick 'em game. I mean, the rule of thumb is that if you're a home field, you get basically three points. Um, another line that doesn't make sense to me. Everybody's loving the Chargers. Chargers this, Chargers that. I'm going with the Raiders plus three and a half. Um, I think that Derek Carr is an absolute phenom quarterback. Their defense is much more solid with Max Crosby on that. Uh, one of the best defensive players in the league. Um, and with Devontae Adams, Renfro, and Waller all on that team, that offense is a lot more loaded than people think. 
Um, yeah, you got Keenan Allen on the Chargers, and, and Mike Williams has been a pretty good player, but you don't really have as much offensive talent uh, on the Chargers as you would think. Um, so definitely going to go with uh, Raiders plus three and a half on that one. I think that's the move. And the next game, uh, Sunday Night Football, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cowboys. Um, this is a, another weird game. Um, Cowboys, two and a half point underdogs. Um, and, you know, there's been a lot of headlines about Brady not being at practice and uh, how the Cowboys are, you know, coming back and they, they look good, but Michael Gallup is injured. And, you know, there's all these headlines around this game. And if you remember last season, this was the Thursday night football opening game. Um, where it was extremely high scoring, both teams looked really good. Um, this time around, there's going to be more defense. Because that game turned into just points, points, points. I don't think you're going to see that in this game. The over-under is 50. Tampa Bay favored by 2.5. Um, my initial thought on this was Dallas Moneyline. I thought that Dallas had been, uh, you know, I think Mike McCarthy, given, even though he sucks uh, and he's hard to root for, I think he's a decent coach. And I think that they, you know, have had just bad luck after bad luck after bad luck in the postseason, but they are a good, uh, you know, in-season, regular season team, and the Bucks start off slow. And there's all these different things that look like they would go – the way of the Cowboys. My only concern is that the Bucks defense could easily shut out the Cowboys because that Cowboys offense is so wishy-washy. So wishy-washy. I mean, you watched last year the game, regular season game against the Broncos where they were down like 30 to 0 at one point. I mean, just embarrassing stuff. And I'm not entirely sure that I can trust the Cowboys to finish the job because it doesn't matter what talent you put there something's gonna fuck up something always does so I'm not gonna give out my spread pick even though I may still take the Dallas money line you don't know and the only way you will know is if you contribute to the podcast uh, and go to the Patreon link in the description of the podcast but the un- under 50 is I think almost a human lock, burial, absolute rut. I think maybe, maybe 30 points are scored in this game. I think this is a very low-scoring game. Um, I think that there will be legitimate defense played in this game. There will be struggles on both sides of the offense, whether it be Tom having a weird coming back to the NFL uh, moment or Dallas being Dallas. I don't know what it's going to be, but someone is not going to be scoring points. Both of them are not going to be scoring good points, though. So that's my take on the Sunday night football. As for the Monday night football, Broncos favored by six and a half, um, over under forty four and a half. I think this game is going to be interesting. Um, both of these teams, you know, obviously Russell playing against his team week one. I mean, this is just the revenge week. Uh, for players who are transferring these quarterbacks, uh, Baker and Russell, but 
over or under 50 or 44 and a half seems just wild. I don't know if that's because they think that the Broncos are going to be shut lights out on defense because Drew Locke is that bad or Geno Smith is that bad. I think Geno Smith is actually starting. Um, I definitely don't trust Geno. I know that Drew Locke, not a great quarterback, very inconsistent quarterback, at least could throw the ball and and have the potential to throw some touchdowns. I mean, people forget there were a lot of games that the Broncos had like 28, 38 points uh, when Drew Locke was quarterback. He has the he has yards. I'm not he's not good. He throws four interceptions, but he can put up some points. So in this game, if people think that Russell Wilson is that good and now that he's going to have guys like Philip Lindsay uh, and uh, Kurt and, uh, Sutton to throw to, then if Cortland Sutton and these guys can get the job done, I'm going to go over 44.5. I'm not going to give my side on this, but the 44.5 is a decent play. Um, points will be scored. I think that you know Russell Wilson will want to come out with a bang. I don't think the, either of these defenses. I think the Broncos' defense is legit, but I don't know that they're going to come out strong in the first game, um, considering they're going to be playing a lot of the time uh, with Russell Wilson and this offense scoring so much that this defense is going to get tired in the first half. Second second half is just going to fall apart and Seahawks are going to start scoring some points. I think you'll see Broncos will take a nice, easy, early lead, and then the second half, Seahawks will score. So going to take the over 44.5 in that game. And that is it for week one. Uh, we started off well with the Bills-Rams under. Hopefully we can get through the rest of this um, with some wins. Best of luck to your teams. Best of luck to your bets. And we'll talk NFL next week.